Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of Non-Sequitur Nerds. As always, I'm going to be Tim and over here with my buddy Ian. How's it going, bud? Doing good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> stupid motions. Um, it's it's a gag, folks. Uh, no, we're doing really good. Uh, it's You know, we're hedging up onto a holiday weekend. Uh, it won't be a holiday for when folks listen to this, but uh, that's where things it. are at. Yeah, hope you enjoyed it. Hope it was nice. Uh, weather here's been uh, nice and cool, actually. Better yeah. than the uh, the sweltering swamp-ass temperatures that we were having before. And you work in a factory, so Dude. it's even more miserable for you. Like, we even had, like, all, like, the big bay doors open, and it was still just swamp balls. I mean, <laughs> just If they were balls. Michael Bay doors, they would have exploded. I, that might have actually made the airflow a little better. I mean. <laughs> might have. Might have. Anyway, yes, so it's, 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 it's uh, cooler but but pleasant. Yes, yes, it's it's comfortable. It, yes, it's a nice comfortable temperature. That's the best way to describe it. <laughs> yep. I, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't mind walking around in shorts and uh, shorts and flip flops and whatnot in the summertime. Like, I, I don't have any issue with it. But I'm a pasty ginger, and being <laughs> in sunlight too much, I turn into bacon. I mean, it, it's, it kind of kills your your people if you're out in sunlight too long. Yes. I, I don't, I don't yeah, mean gingers we're... in specific. I meant pasty people, just for the record. Yeah. Our people. Y- yes. Our people. There we go. My people. Anyway. <laughs> fellow, so, uh... fellow basement dwellers. Exactly. <laughs> the light, it burns. <laughs> it does. It does. I can attest to this. Yep. Yep. Why do you th- I have blackout curtains in my basement, all right? Just saying. <laughs> Maybe that is also why you're pasty. I mean, it, it might be. It might be. <laughs> but anyway, so yeah, everybody's joining us tonight. Uh, we are going to be talking about Adult Swim and some of the shows that they've had on there. Um, I know you and I, Ian, are, are both fans of the large majority of stuff they've put on there. Right. There's a few caveats, mm-hmm. uh, which we will probably get into. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, I've got a, I've got a couple of access to grind with some of the content creators. Right. Um, but yeah, no, Adult Swim, um, been uh, fantastic programming for adults, uh, old adults, young adults, uh, older teenagers, and probably yep. those kids that are staying up too late and shouldn't be watching Adult Swim. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot uh, of shows they shouldn't be watching on there. <laughs> well, I mean, it can't be any worse than like Comedy Central's like Midnight Block, where they air like uncensored TV show, like uncensored adult cartoons, like right. the. Like the Harley Quinn cartoon, like DC's Harley Quinn, they aired uncensored and Comedy Central did. Yeah, they aired on. It, it was after midnight because there's, at least if I remember correctly, there there are um, FCC laws that basically says like after, you know, for a reasonable amount of time after like midnight, mm-hmm. you know, when children are supposed like when people impressionable young people are supposed to be in bed, you you are able to air you know, uncensored content. Well, I, I, and, well I uncensored in so much, uncensored in so much like the language, like right. they're not going to show, like they're not just going to show like big busty, the, the, like bare, bare-breasted women. <laughs> Correct. They're well, not going to show like bare-breasted women there, but right. they will, you know, you can drop the F-bomb and you can say, you know, asshole, because that's a censored word. Right. Well, like I, I knew that much as far as the broadcasting. I, I didn't realize that Harley Quinn had, gotten on on any network i thought that was a streaming exclusive more than anything which is a really good show not an adult swim show though <laughs> no 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 and we we kind of digress so um but anyway yeah adult swim um so 
take her away, Johnny. Like... I mean, Adult Swim, I mean, in its long tenure now, has brought us such great things as Metalocalypse, Harvey Birdman, Attorney at Law, uh, Space Ghost Coast to Coast. I mean, those are... C-Lab me, 2021. Oh, God, C-Lab. I forgot about... Like, those right there... The Brack Show. Okay, those are probably my top five. And you could... Like, I, I think <laughs> I, what I'm getting at is... And we kind of talked about this at the top of the show. Adult Swim is... As they've turned out a lot of really good shows. A lot of which have, like, sadly gotten canceled way too, way too soon, in my opinion. Like, I think right. a lot of those shows were going strong enough that they could have kept going for a while. But I mean, they they yeah. also they also like to keep churning out stuff that's hot now, so they can have it. You know, they can keep that. It's. I had talked to somebody earlier today. You, you and I a few episodes ago talked about uh, Disney Channel cartoon shows, mm-hmm. and you brought up the fact that most of their shows only had two to four seasons. And yeah. I brought that up to somebody today, and they said, "Well, you know why? Even though those properties are hot, they, Disney doesn't want to keep producing those things to where they get." not good they want to just end it on a high note while it's still super popular and bring in something new and fresh that's going to be popular off the bat and i I think in my opinion anyway adult swim kind of did that with a lot of their shows as well now there were some that ran way too long well i think they did and they didn't like they were kind of selective so i mean if we look at if we kind of go back and look at the history of it which i had pulled up (laughs) um you know showing our age folks adult swim started september 2nd of 2001 so adult swim will be turning 20 years old today oh or not today, not today this year this year and you you know they're going to do some kind of celebration for that 20 years is a milestone probably probably i mean it's a it, it is a milestone um so uh you know it it started 20 years ago and they had just like some of the most eclectic and weird ass shows that you ever saw yeah. when they first aired, and you're sitting there going, "Am I high?" <laughs> well, because like adults. Well, swim. you're watching this, and then and then you're like, "This is actually kind of funny." Right. Well, and then like in the we'll call it their teenage years, they started putting a lot of shows. In my opinion, where no disrespect to anybody that partakes, but I feel like a lot of the shows in their teenage years you had to be high to enjoy. <laughs> That was pretty much anything that was produced by Tim and Eric. Like, uh, that, like I, I watched a few episodes of all of their random shows and just, I was, again, my catchphrase here, I was not the target audience. I don't know who was, but it was certainly not me. I did not, I just, I couldn't get into any of their, any of the Tim and Eric shows. Like, I mean, yeah, I no, imagine like, that they're, they're, Tom goes to the mayor, Tim yeah. and Eric awesome show, like. All of like their brand of humor was not for me at all. Like, like I, Tom goes did. to the mayor. Like if that was on and I was waiting for whatever was afterwards, that's one that I would sit through, but I wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. You, you would sit through it while you're playing your Game Boy, waiting for the next thing to happen. Probably, probably. Uh, but like I, may, I wouldn't, yeah. I wouldn't actively turn it off, but I wouldn't actively tune in. For that, and now any of their other shows, I would actively switch channels or go do something else. Right. Yeah. So I mean, but Adult Swim really started like they only had a few original programs. Like they had, um, well, let's say they home movies, which was uh, good. Right. Home movies, which it, it was great. I mean, yeah. that's uh, Brendan Small. Um, 
you know, who also went on to create Metalocalypse, one yep. of the best shows yes. that ever came out of Adult Swim, in my yes, opinion. Yes, it was. Um, Underrated. You know, right. They had uh, Aqua Teen. Um, <laughs> and people kind of forget this, but they also started off by airing anime. Yeah. Like, the, the they aired Cowboy anime. Bebop. Well, they not, aired not Bebop. Un- not un- well, they did do some uncensored, but it was mainly the anime for the older kids. Right, because they aired things like Bebop and yep. Outlaw Star, and I think they even had like maybe some Sailor Moon. I, they had did they have, they had Trigun on there too at one point, didn't they? Yes, yes, they did. Have, they did have Trigun. Uh, no, I think they did have Trigun okay. originally because Toonami was originally the after school block for you know shows like Dragon Ball Z and right, then Sailor yeah. Moon and then like some of the other you know more younger aged. Right. Uh, friendly animes but i mean there was also but going back to adult swim like if you look at their their programming block a lot of the shows that they originally came came out with were built off of the hanna-barbera properties like space ghost and you know uh harvey birdman uh uh you know and and all of the uh uh, c uh c lab 2021 which was a it was a spoof continuation spoof of um, C-Lab 2020, which was a, ser- a serious yep. Hanna-Barbera uh, show. But, I mean, these were all these were all shows that were based off those Hanna-Barbera properties, and so they were just kind of, like, having fun with it, really. Well, it was... I mean, and a lot of the, like, th- those three shows in particular, a lot of it was reused animation. Uh, like, I, th- I think Harvey Birdman had a lot more original animation, and, like, you can tell what scenes are, like, original stuff, because the, the, the quality is quite a bit different. But, like, Space Ghost Coast to Coast, that was almost entirely original animation. Um, see, I, I mean, it's all done in like Flash. Like <laughs> right? they just did it. Like they just reanimated. You know, they just tweaked it in Flash yep. and then put it up there because it was cheap and it was quick and easy. It was easy to do. Well, for the most um, part, like in Space Ghost, because it was a talk. Sh- it was a talk show hosted by Space Ghost for people that aren't familiar with the show. So for the most part, Space Ghost was just standing or sitting there talking to whoever his guest was. And, and like, we don't mean, like, he had other Hanna, Hanna-Barbera cartoon characters on. They, I think they did a couple. But they had actual, like, real people on there. Like, actual celebrities mm-hmm. would come on. And it was part of that, all right, we're going to hit up Tonight Show, we're going to hit up The Late Show, we're going to hit up Space Ghost Coast to Coast. They, it was a legitimate talk show. But for the most part, Space Ghost is either standing there or sitting down, so there really wasn't a whole lot of animation that had to be done. Right, like he would fly in like at the beginning of the episode, but I mean they just reused Space Ghost flying animations. You know they had, right? You know then they had his his uh, nemeses as his unwilling uh, <laughs> crew. You know, uh, like Zorak was Zorak was like the musician, and he yep. uh, like his entire purpose was to sit there and make fun of Space Ghost and tell him how much he hated him. <laughs> and I think. He wound up it wound up being a running gag, but like Space Ghost would kill him like every other episode. Like right. he'd shoot him with shoot him with the arm lasers and like it would blow up and you know, then they had Brack on there who, you know, went from being a, a supervillain to being like the special kid in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, and then you had Moltar, who was like the the um, like the control booth. Guy. He was like, yeah, he was like the control booth guy and whatnot. So, man, yeah, but, that was that, that that's an, like I said, that was one of my my favorite shows in there. Just because like I liked the Space Ghost cartoon, like I caught reruns of it growing up, and I always really liked. I thought it was a, a cool character, but then to see them turn him and all of his you know various characters into spoofs of themselves 
Like, right. Space Ghost was probably the one that was the most serious, and even he was a spoof. But, like, actually getting to see, like, these celebrities interacting with him, it was really uh, kind of very Roger Rabbit-esque in a sense. It was Toons interacting with real people. So, I mean, that was cool. But, I mean, that show did give us a spinoff of The Brack Show. Right. Where it was, uh, if I remember correctly, canonically, it was the same Brack and Zorak, just what are they doing yeah. when they're not there in the studio? So, like, yeah, it, like, followed, like, it, like, followed Brack and his, Brack and his family, and then, yep. like... Zorak was like the unwilling sidekick that would get drug along for the, you know, the, the misadventures and, yep. you know, it was the Brack show. Yep. Yay. <laughs> that, that's a pretty good Brack actually. <laughs> <laughs> so but, I mean, it, um, was, it was, again, it was such just a, like, I would have loved to have been in the pitch meeting for that because like, I imagine space Ghost coast to coast was a hard enough sell, but for them to sit down and go, okay, so we have a spinoff idea where we want to see what these other non-main characters are doing where they're not here. I would have right. loved to have been in that pitch meeting just to hear how they managed to sell that. I mean, it the onset of Adult Swim really happened because they had access to these properties. Mm -hmm. They wanted to provide more adult programming. Right. And it was cheap to do. Like, oh, that's yeah. really... Like, you, you basically pay for some jackass to come in with Flash experience. Right. And then you pay for these relatively no-name voice actors. Like, the guy that does Space Ghost. I actually don't remember his name, but like, he's in a ton of stuff. But, right. he, like, nobody knew who he was. I mean, the Master Shake, you know, Dana Snyder. Yeah. Uh, like, nobody freaking knew who he was before. Uh, now but he's got, got Now know, he's everywhere and does that same voice. Right. I mean, he, he doesn't do anything. To, like, he doesn't do voices. He just does Dana Snyder. Because he has such say, a unique that's, voice. That's, that's not a character. That's just how he sounds. Well, yes. it's like, um, oh, God, the name is uh, Brock Sampson. The name's escaping me. Oh, uh, 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 Patrick Warburton. Yeah, that's just how he sounds. <laughs> yeah, he really, like, like he, he doesn't he, he have to He puts a little more do... gravitas behind it, but that's pretty much how he sounds. Oh, yeah, exactly. Like, they're, like Brock, he's, he's more brooding, like, yep. he's a more brooding character. Uh, when he plays um, Joe Swanson on Family Guy, he's a much more boisterous character. Yeah, yep. Uh, but but it's, I mean, Brock Sampson. Right. And then when he plays Kronk in Emperor's New Groove, he's just he's, like... He's kind of in the middle between those two. Yeah, he's in the middle. Like, he's the lovable, like, affable... He's, he's happy He's Brock Kronk! He's happy Brock right, Sampson. Exactly. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. Um, it's it's uh, three degrees of uh, Kevin Bacon has turned into three degrees of Brock Sampson. <laughs> exactly. Um... Yeah, so, like, they they had access to these properties. They were cheap. They could produce them quickly and easily. I mean, I feel like it probably wouldn't be that hard of a pitch because the, the network was started by Mike Lazo, who was already Cartoon Network's head of programming. Right. And so he basically was like, hey, guys, I want to do this. Can I? Right. And then, you know, kind of went from there. The answer was But yes. then, you know, right, so then, you know, you had – you have Adult Swim continuing on, and they they bring in things like, you know, Aqua Teen, right. and you're just like, what? Dude, okay, so like, like Aqua what Teen, is like, this? I, I remember seeing like previews of that, and I'm going, this is the dumbest thing ever. It's a, a freaking talking, you know, meatball, his French fry friend, and a milkshake. This is stupid. Hooked after the first nah, episode. I don't know what you're talking about? You're, you're stupid. <laughs> Hooked after the first episode. 
No, yeah, absolutely. And then Carl. I, I, no, I you, still you, maintain you can't forget Carl. them getting rid of Dr. Weird is probably the worst choice for that show. Just saying. Gentlemen, behold! Corn! Who stole my herarium? <laughs> your, your what? It's my right, hair helmet! It's, it's right there on your head. Bullshit! <laughs> I mean, he was like... That, I, 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 for the longest time... When Aqua Teen was was getting when it was uh, new episodes were first coming out when it first came out, I had I remember uh, this was when I was in college. I had my computer set up like instead of like the default Windows ding boop bleh, I had it all set up for various Aqua Teen specifically Doctor Weird noises. Whenever I would get an right. error message, my computer would go bullshit. <laughs> from that from that clip we were just talking about right. so i like and i i did that because like something was goofed up on my computer at the time and i kept getting an error message like at least three times a day and i still to this day had no idea what it was so i'd just be sitting there like in the room not even at my computer and you just hear bullshit <laughs> it, 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 yep. amu uh, it amused our friend kevin for like the first five minutes and then he said i had to change it because he was my roommate um <laughs> right but i mean once they finally started to get like a, a base, you know, they started bringing in more stuff. So, you know, but they also they also aired some other shows that I, I don't know if you remember them, but I, I kind of got a list in front of me. But mm. do you remember Mission Hill? The name rings a bell. It was like a really weird animated. Obviously, most of Adult Swim stuff right. was animated. It was like a really weirdly animated show. It only ran for one season, but it was so incredibly like well written, like. Mm. It started like Brian Pusain. Okay. Uh, I can't remember who else was in it, but it's, it basically followed like the lives of these roommates in living in Mission Hill. Okay. Like in this area called Mission Hill, and they were just like following their lives, and they were just. It was like, it was like the animated version of Seinfeld, kind of, huh. kind of. But it was actually something that I enjoyed because I hated Seinfeld. Right. See, like but, I remember the name, but like I can't even remember what it looks like. Yeah. Do you remember? Um, uh, do you remember uh, the Oblongs? Yeah, yep. Th that was that was a that was weird starred show, Will Ferrell. Good. Yeah, oh, it, it starred did. Will Ferrell. Yeah. Will Ferrell was was uh, was uh, about that. the yeah the head the the head of the Oblong household. Yeah, I yeah. That was another weird show that it only ran for one season, but it was so weird and funny. Yeah, like, it was just entertaining. And then you know, then they had other shows on there like uh, uh, Futurama, like. Futurama was an, and you can almost credit Adult Swim with resurrecting Futurama because it became so popular. I, I remember. And the same that. thing, the same thing with Family Guy. They yeah. aired reruns of Family Guy, and they were so popular that the networks were like, "I I like money, right? Like <laughs> I I, I want to keep doing this." Yeah. So, well, like, but both of those shows in particular, I remember that after they got that renewal because of Adult Swim. There were both like it like well Futurama got canceled like ten times, um, but I remember the first time both those got renewed, like the first new episode they made a joke about like Family Guy flat out said hey we've been renewed, um, right and like and I think it had something to do with because uh, like Fox brought them back, and they made some joke about Fox canceling really good shows, and then there was just a list of like every good show that Fox has canceled uh -huh. that they should not have canceled. Well, then, no, it was it wasn't even that. It was a list. Of, it was a list of every show that Fox had canceled since Family Guy had been canceled. That's what. Yeah, okay, you remember that. It episode. was like, 
Yeah, yeah, no, I remember. It was like Greg, literally Greg it, Bunny, it was, it was, uh, uh, yeah. Firefly. I mean, like they listed a bunch of shows. It was, that were all it was really literally good. every show. It yep. was literally every show that Fox had yep. canceled between since the time that Family Guy had been canceled and then since when they came back. And then Futurama did a, a similar thing where like Professor Fonsworth comes out, you know, good news, everyone. We're back on the air. And they're like, wait, you mean we can fly again? Yes, we've got our permit. Like making an exactly. joke that they're back, but, you know, making it an in-universe joke because that show wasn't as meta as Family Guy. Even though they're like, Family Guy was fam- Family Guy. Ma- family ma- Guy. Ma- family Five. <laughs> I don't even know that uh, Family Guy was really all that meta. Like, they're just, right. the whole shtick is just breaking the fourth wall and well, yeah. making fun of Meg. <laughs> Pretty much. I mean, that's that's kind of what it is. Which, I saw an interview with Mia Kunis several years ago. Yeah. Um, she was on the Graham Norton show. Um, and they were asking, you know, Graham was asking her, like, you know, so, you know, do you, like, do people ever, you know, you you play Meg, like, do people ever, like, give you crap for that? And she's like, oh, all the time. Like, people just walk, like, walk past me on the street, and they'll just be like, shut up, Meg. <laughs> like, they don't even, like, they don't even make eye contact with me. They just walk past me and just yell, shut up, Meg, as soon, like, as, oh as they walk God. by. And she's just, like, she's so used to it. But and, and Mia Kunis is, is such a sweetheart. And she oh, actually yeah. speaks, she's, she's Russian. Like, she's actually from, I think, Ukraine, actually, yeah. but. Soviet, it was Soviet Russia back then, but she right. speaks fluent Russian. Oh, so yeah. anytime, anytime Meg is speaking Russian in the show, it's actually Mia Kunis speaking. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's actually Mia Kunis. Like she speaks perfectly fluent Russian. Well, cool. So, I learned something today. See, our show yeah. can be educational. Rarely. I mean, we should probably put a disclaimer. Not an educational show. Right. <laughs> it's like Buzz Lightyear, not a flying toy. When we get you know money to get an actual editor, we'll have them edit that in because I I can't be bothered to put in text on screen right now because it's it's all the way over there. I mean you know, yeah, it's <laughs> it's hard to do, but yeah, you know then you know the, uh, we're kind of talking like progression of some of their their uh, you know original content and things like that. Do you remember uh, Moral Oral? Yes, I do. That was. That was a bizarre show for its time, but compared to some of the stuff they put out since then, it's pretty tame. It, it like, the first season is, you know, kind of fun and, like, you know, following Oral and, right. like, his, his his adventures in state soda, like, mired in Christianity and all this. And, like, obviously the, the creator, Dino Stamatopoulos, does not care for, you know, organized religion. Yeah. Um, you, that is pretty That clear. is very evident. Um <laughs> But, like, after season one, it gets freaking dark. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Like, it is dark. Yeah. <laughs> like, Oral gets shot. Yeah. He doesn't die, but he gets shot. And then they spend the entire season going through and, like, reverse engineering how that happened. <laughs> Like the end, like the last episode of the season is like actually explains how he got shot. Right. But yeah, I mean, but like, you know, it deals with infidelity, divorce, like broken families, like poor parenting, psychological trauma. Yeah. And what's really <laughs> sad is some like pretty deep stuff. Yeah. And what's what was really what was really interesting to me, though, about that show is what by the end of it, I found that the most relatable person in that show mm was Reverend Putty, like the the local reverend. Yeah. Because he probably goes through the most character growth in that show because 
like he starts off as kind of a dick and like he's a bit of a horn dog, but you know he can't get a girlfriend or anything right. and whatnot. And, and then he finds out that he has a daughter, but like you know he winds up he provides the most like actual moral advice to Oral throughout the series. Yeah, he like, really does. Yeah. He winds up being you know he connects with his daughter and puts forth an effort to like actually like be part of her life and whatnot. Like, you know, they form a bond and like he fully recognizes how shitty most of his, most of his, uh, parishioners are and (laughs) and stuff like, and it's just like, he winds up being the, like the actual like moral compass of the, the town. Just nobody takes him seriously. Like every single member of this Christian community is just awful. Morally. They are just, yeah, they are just terrible, yeah. terrible people. But anyway, so <laughs> maybe moving on to something a little bit less depressing. Depressing. <laughs> um, go team venture. That show ran for a long time. It really, it, it, it actually, it 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 did, but it didn't because it's only got seven seasons. Really, it they. There's just been there's oh, been so such big yeah, yeah there's been such big gaps between seasons though that we like you don't realize how like how many gaps are yeah, like how wow. big of a, a gap there was but you know for those of you who don't know adventure uh, adventure or sorry adventure, time, <laughs> adventure different time. show different show what the venture what the venture brothers are is it's a it's basically a spoof of Johnny Quest yeah like you know old school Johnny Hannah, again Hanna Barbera yep uh, it's a spoof of Johnny Quest like. You know, it follows Dr. Venture, who's not actually a doctor and <laughs> is a, you know, a total asshole. Yes, he is. And then his and then his two sons and then their bodyguard, Brock. Yep. Who we, we and, talked a little bit about earlier. Right. And then, you know, their their live in neighbor, Dr. Orpheus and his daughter. Who is the greatest character ever and should have gotten his own spinoff. Just saying. <laughs> should have. Dr. Orpheus Dr. is amazing. Orpheus! Yes, <laughs> like the, 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 the like like Ian said, it's it's kind of a Johnny Quest uh, spoof. Uh, effectively, Doctor Venture grew up living the life of Johnny Quest. Like his dad was this world-renowned scientist, explorer, you know, debonair, blah blah blah. And he's kind of growing up. Everybody expects him to be his dad, but he he's clearly not. He has way too many. Personal, emotional, mental addiction, whatever kind of issue. Literally pick an issue and he has it to right. bother being that great. He's pretty much riding on the coattails of his dad, which is like one of the yeah. big things to show that he keeps maintaining. Oh, I'm not riding on dad's coattails, but he is. He is. Right. And most of his inventions are either like don't work or cause major problems yeah. or are of questionable you know, heart, moral standards. You know, have the heart of an orphan inside of it. <laughs> I was to, just going to bring the soul, the soul of a forsaken orphan, Ian. Yes, yes, ha- sorry. Specifically. Yes, the soul of a forsaken orphan. Um, oh, God, that was such a good episode, though. <laughs> it, it really was. Uh, and, and, you know, like, there's... And, and, you know, Brock is supposed to be, the you know, the, the brooding bodyguard that just, like... He just spends the entire show murdering people. yes. Uh, yes, the episode he where he loses his license to kill is one of the greatest episodes. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, but then of course there's his villain, you know, the, the, the monarch. Yep. 
who, his arch nemesis, the Monarch. Um, honestly, Monarch deserved a spinoff too. <laughs> he did. He was a fantastic character, oh, and he yes. also he winds up developing into one of the you know one of the more relatable characters like in the in the show and like right. Like at first he's like he just goofy, weird, stupid, and then then of, of course there's Doctor Girlfriend. Teeth is a butterfly. Right, and then of course there's Doctor Girlfriend who is you know you're you're not sure if you're gay or not because you have like you're like holy shit she's smoking hot but she's got she talks in a deep bass voice a deep bass that smokes like 10 packs a day voice like right who who is her voice actor i think it's doc hammer it's it's one of the creators i think it's either doc hammer or jackson public there okay um because one of one of them does dr girlfriend i'm pretty sure and the other one does um monarch i would have loved to have been in that recording studio <laughs> oh yeah yeah no like it, it's it's just like just so so eclectic and weird and but completely um, enjoyable oh yeah absolutely absolutely yep. like it was such a fun fun show like and it's it's still a fun show. Like, yeah. I think they're they they're finalizing. You know, they're they're wrapping up. Like mm-hmm. they're they're not going to be making them anymore, yep. which is unfortunate. But, yeah. but, uh, but we'll get into a little bit more. We'll yep. get into a little bit more on that a little later. Yep. Um. So yeah, there was you know Venture Brothers, and then we mentioned this one already, Metalocalypse. Yeah. Which um. I, it, it's from creator uh, the creator Brendan Small who did Home Movies, and I know we didn't talk about Home Movies a whole lot. It right. was Home Movies is kind of one of those shows like it's a weird show, but it's fun. Right? Yeah, yeah. Like, like I mean, effectively, I didn't get follows this kid who's one of his big hobbies is making movies, making home movies, hence the title, and it's just kind of like following his life, like you know, his friends at school, dealing with uh, his gym teacher, Coach McGurk, you know, his parents. You know, it's just. But the the whole uh, kind of backdrop of it is he just he likes making movies. Yep, it's him and his two for him and his two best friends making yep. movies, and and uh, Coach McGurk is voiced by um, oh, crap. I can't remember his name. Uh, that's not H. Does H. John Bender? Does no, no. Um, yes, yes. Yeah, H. John, yeah, yeah. H. John Benjamin. H. John Benjamin, who does famously does. Um, you know, Bob from Bob's Burgers, yep. uh, Archer from the Archer uh, TV they're, series. They're the same person. They, I mean, that's really all. <laughs> if, if, I mean, that. Well, if you saw that one episode of Archer, like he loses his memory or whatever and thinks he's a guy yes. named Bob who runs a burger shop. The, the fact yes. that they got all the voice actors from Bob's Burgers to reprise their roles for that episode was pretty cool. I mean, it, it's not really much of a stretch because, right. I, I mean, Bob's Burgers are airing on Fox. Archer was airing on FX. Like they're both owned by the same network. They basically just like, Hey, we need to borrow five minutes of your time. Will you record these lines? Pretty much. Um, Bobby. Right. Right. Which that, that voice actor is a male actually. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, um, but, uh, yeah. So Metalocalypse is one of those shows that was just so over the top. Yes. I mean, yeah. Like, you know, they say with metal music, crank it up to 11. Well, this show took that and ran it with everything they did. Right. It's basically, this is Spinal Tap with more murder. I mean, yeah. Like, the the, the whole show, Metalocalypse, is following this this death metal band called Death Clock. And, like, it's not just following them while they're on tour. It's following them while they're doing whatever it is they're doing. Um, 
Like you said, it's the spinal, right. spinal tap turned uh, with more murder. But it was, it was such, I mean, this is kind of true with a lot of Adult Swim shows. It was such a weird concept, but it worked really good. And, like, they they did original music for it. Like, you can actually yep. buy Death Clock albums. I have them. I was going to say, so do I. They're, they're all really good. Like, if you listen, like... If you listen to just the music of it, musically very good. If you listen to the lyrics, like the fact that they have one song that's about how uh, they don't want to pay their taxes because they think yes. it's dumb. Death Harmonic, yes. good song, check it out. Um, yep. I was actually listening to that earlier today. But like, that's what the song's about, is they don't want to pay their taxes because they think it's dumb. Yeah, exactly. And these are the kind and of things just... that they did in the show. <laughs> right, and the, you know, these are these are basically four... Five. Five, sorry, five idiots. I think I, like I gotta go have, through the uh, the opening song. There's, you know, Nathan Explosion. Yep. Uh, William Murderface, Toki, uh, Pickles the Drummer, and um, uh, Squiscar, Squig Elf. Yep. So five. Yeah. Well, and uh, yeah. So five. Yeah, no, five. Yeah. Yeah. There's five. Yep. And then you know, there's um. Then you know they have their other characters. You know, so like their manager. Yep. Is freaking awesome mm-hmm. like just the most like it basically it was it's like if you took um like stephen colbert and made him a like if you took unassuming stephen colbert yeah. not like the colbert show colbert like took normal stephen colbert and made him the manager of the highest grossing music uh you know musical band of all time right and then there was you know uh dr roxo the rock and roll cr- clown I'm Dr. <laughs> yeah well, um, now, wasn't it um uh Murderface was like horribly afraid of clowns? Yes. And then Dr. Okay. Roxo is just very much he's always literally in your face. I do go. <laughs> Cuz there, there's one scene where like Murderface is he's sleeping on a couch or something and Dr. Roxo's just like rubbing up on him and Murderface wakes up and Dr. Roxo is literally right next to his face with his hand down his pants and yeah like he just whispers I do cocaine. And of yep. course, that would be terrifying even if you're not afraid of clowns to wake up and there's a clown in, you know, like a swimsuit one piece thing that Borat would wear whispering whatever into your ear. I don't care if you're afraid of clowns or not. You will scream. Yeah. But the thing is, like, you were, we were talking about, like, the music was amazing. Like, it's metal, like, true metal music. Yeah. It's composed by Brendan Small. Like, Brendan Small performs, like, he plays yeah. in it. Um, and, uh, like, well, a um, lot of the songs, he literally recorded every instrumental part of it. Except for drums. Yeah. Drums is, is, uh, Van Halen's kid. Uh, really? Yes. Huh. Van Halen, uh, Eddie, uh, Eddie, Eddie Van Halen does the drums, I think. I think he's... No, Eddie was the was Van. No, no. Yeah, sorry. I'd, I'd have to I'd have to look it up. Um, this isn't a music podcast. We get we get a free pass on that one. <laughs> right. Exactly. No. Yeah. He. Um, yeah. He plays. He plays the drums for them. Uh, so huh, that's pretty cool. Actually. Um, yeah. Well, you know. Also, little known fact f- uh, for you guys. We. Uh, um, Tim and I are also big fans of Tenacious D. Yes. Uh, and. Um, uh, <laughs> crap! What the hell's his name again? Uh, Jack Black, Foo Fighter, Foo Fighter. Oh, uh, Dave um, Grohl. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Dave Grohl does the does the drums for for uh, uh, Tenacious D. Yeah. Yep. Yep. 
Well, like Dave Grohl, do, like, I, I, this is immediately after I say this isn't a music podcast. Dave Grohl does everything. That man is so incredibly talented. Yeah, I mean, whatever. Well, everybody seems to know him too. Like, not just like, oh yeah, I'm a fan of Dave Grohl. Like, there's so many people in the entertainment business that are like, oh yeah, I'm friends with Dave Grohl. We hung out last weekend. Everybody knows this guy. Yeah. He's, he's super talented, super awesome. Anyway, but yeah. How, yeah, so... How, how did we go from... How did we get on the Tenacious D thing there? Uh, transition, drummers, oh. things like that. Oh, I don't okay, know. Okay. Non-sequiturs, yeah. non yeah. as, as is as is evidenced by the name of our podcast. Oh, uh, also, anyway. uh, you a bowl. Yes. Uh, we had to throw it in there. I, I think we've been slacking Ding. the last couple episodes. <laughs> right. <laughs> Ding! We will eventually get around to the UA Bowl special. Uh, we're, we're working you know, on it, something for that. Yeah, we're working on something for that. Dude, anyway. What do you want to bet we could we could probably, like, 50 bucks, come be on our podcast, and he'd say, yes, it's money. Probably. Uh, well, assuming that he can get a tax write-off for it. <laughs> well, if we if we do it as a charity broadcast, he could write it off as that. <laughs> true. True. Yeah. I don't think there's any charities that want us associated with them. <laughs> probably not. Um, anyway, so moving on. So one show that we haven't actually talked about, though. All right. That, is, that has been an integral member of Adult Swim, not quite since its inception, but it has been around for years. Mm -hmm. Robot Chicken. Robot Chicken, yes. That has Robot been, Chicken. That has been for, for years now kind of a, a staple of Adult Swim. I mean, it really has. Like, yeah. there, I think production has slowed down a little bit on, uh, and pandemic has also caused some yeah. some slowdowns on things like that. But well, especially when it's um, stop motion animated, you kind of have to have people on site for that, you know? Right. Uh, but Adult Swim, like, uh, not Adult Swim, but Robot Chicken. For those of you that don't know, if you don't know, then I'm going to call you a luddite who's been living underneath a rock for the last. <laughs> I said I think everybody knows like Robot that. Chicken at this point, but like but... Robot Chicken, Robot Chicken is it was created and produced by Seth Green and Matthew Senreich. Mm -hmm. Um, everyone knows Seth Green from all of his various, you know, movie appearances. Matthew Senreich is more niche. You know, like, you really don't know him outside of Robot Chicken. Mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, but, uh, you know, it's stop motion animated. Like, just, it's a sketch show. Like, it's a stop motion sketch show. With, with you know, they, they're Right, they're either using clay figures or they're using, like, 80s, 70s, 80s, 90s toy action figures because Seth Green has probably one of the biggest collection of toys Dude. that um that has ever existed in in which i'm going to have another non sequitur and basically say that like if you've ever seen seth green's wife um uh, there is hope for every nerd out there <laughs> yeah. because Dude, his wife i mean she's she a very attractive woman very yes, attractive claire, woman. claire grant and she is also a giant nerd just like her yeah. husband there's like, she does D&D, &D, she does video games, yep. she does voice acting, like, she's a model, like, yeah. you know, it's, yeah, she's, she's amazing. Oh, yeah. Um, anyway, <laughs> so, yeah, uh, you know, adult, uh, Robot Chicken has been around for a year, I mean, I think they're up to season 11 I mean, that, they're, they're up there, they're up there in seasons. Right, and that, I mean, it's stop-motion animation, so it takes a while to produce, so yeah. they don't always get, a, like, a, a season out of, you know, they don't always get a season every year, but, yeah. especially with the pandemic and everything like yeah. that, but um, it's just, like, I still try to catch 
you know, robot chicken when I can, because right. it's just so damn funny. Yep. And it, it, and it's not necessarily even topical. Like some of it is just like, you know, original sketches, like anything with bitch pudding. <laughs> right. Who is voiced by Katie Sackoff. Really? Yeah. You didn't know that? Oh, I did not know that. Huh. Yeah. Katie, Katie Sackoff does the voice of bitch pudding. <laughs> and it's one of, it's one of her more favorite roles to play because she just goes off the rails. Right. <laughs> That's, um, I, I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. But like, yeah, like, so. like Ian said, it's it's also um, it, it's a lot of sketch humor. But like, if let's say they're using, we'll say Transformers action figures as an example, they will do something that pokes fun. Like if if you look at Transformers from a logical standpoint, there's a lot of things, especially in the G1 cartoon, that just did not make sense logically. They'll poke fun at that. And it's, but it's done in a way that people that are fans of it are like, okay, yeah, you know, if you think about it, that is pretty funny, actually. You know? It's, so it's, it's all, it's, it's very, like, the writing's good in it. Um, and it, it's it's cool to see the ways in which they use some of these action figures to do these sketches. It's, it's, it's like, stop-motion animation has always been something that's fascinated me. Um, well, I mean, you remember in, in high school, our buddy Kevin and I had to do a history report. Yep. And we did a, a stop motion, I don't want to use the word parody, because that's horrible when you're talking about a world war, but we did a, a stop motion uh, video. Reenactment. Reenactment, there we go. Of World War One. but we used like, just whatever random action figures I had laying around in my room at the time. Um, but, so, yep. I mean, stop motion has always been something that, like, just the time that goes into it, and, like, the dedication to how much work goes into it. Stop motion has always fascinated me. I, I will watch a stop motion film. Like, if, if you gave me a movie and said, okay, we have one that's done in CG, in whatever style you want, or we have it done in stop motion, I'll watch the stop motion one. Just because I really appreciate the art that goes into those. Yeah, I mean, if you look at, like, the the major... I can't remember the name of the, the studio. The, it starts with an L. Um, but they, they're basically the ones that did a night. Nightmare Before Christmas, Coraline, Corpse yep. Bride, Kubo and the Two Strings. Yep. Uh, the n- newest uh, one that was about a Yeti or a Sasquatch. I can't remember um, what the name of it was. Um, was that stop? But motion? okay, maybe I'm thinking yeah, of a different one. Because the, the no, like, go ahead. Yeah, I can't remember what. Um, oh, because the only like recent animated type thing I can think of about a Sasquatch or a, a Bigfoot or whatever was CG. I thought. I mean, there might have been another yeah. one. Yeah, the, no, there was there was another one, um, and I, I I can't remember what. I mean, it takes like people don't realize how long it takes yeah. to make a stop motion movie. Like, it takes a month for like thirty seconds of yeah of like stop motion. Like, I think it took five years to make Nightmare Before Christmas. I mean, probably because I mean, literally, you have to t- effectively take a picture of each frame of movement. One picture, so you, you take you take a picture, move everything in your everything in your scene one frame worth of animation. Take a second picture, move everything one frame worth of animation. Take a third picture, and then do that you know several million times over for a full feature length movie. It takes a lot right. of work, but like there there's a I don't even want to say a sense of realism because like a lot of the the uh, claymation movies like Nightmare Before Christmas obviously is not a realistic looking movie. Very you know obviously it's a Tim Burton film. Um, well, but yeah. there's, there's that, even though they don't look, the characters don't look realistic, there is since, still a sense of realism to it. And I think like Robot Chicken, I think that's why it, it interests me so much. Cause it, it, 
I feel like they purposely went the opposite direction of it to make it look not like you could tell that it specifically was done to not be realistic. Yeah, and I uh, I looked it up. It's a Leica, Leica Studios. Okay. Uh, it, it, they're the like the tour de force mm-hmm. um, of of stop motion. Uh, right. Again, their their list of credits, you know, uh, Coraline, Paranorman, Box Trolls, oh, Kubo and the Two Strings. I forgot yes. about that one. Uh, Missing Link was the one that I was I was thinking of. Uh, Missing Link is the the stu- is the. Um, yeah. I don't think I've seen that one. The yeah. Uh, the show that I couldn't, um, I couldn't think of. But anyway, so I mean, they they have a very small amount of credits. But anyway, we're we're kind of digressing. But right. um, you know, stop motion. But uh, you know, Robot Chicken Studio, which is Stupid Buddy Studios, I think. Um, Stupid Buddy, Stupid Monkey, something. I, I don't remember off the top of my head. Yeah. Um, and they're like they have branched out and they do other stuff now, like not just Robot Chicken. Right. Like they do, um, yeah, they do. A, a, yeah, it's Stupid Buddy Studios. Yeah. Um, they uh, they do a show on um, Hulu. Uh, it's uh, Crossing Swords. Oh, it's okay. Stop. Mo- it's stop motion. It's very adult and very <laughs> hilarious. Um. You know, uh, Crossing Swords, uh, they do Robot Chicken. Uh, do you remember the show Supermansion? Yes. Yep. Yes, the the superhero, like the superhero spinoff show, they did that one. Did, weren't you and um, I, like, talking about that, like, off the air earlier this, or, like, sometime recently we couldn't remember the name of it? Yeah, I think that, so. That's, that's what, Brian Cranston, right? Yeah, yeah, it was yeah, Brian okay. Cranston. Yeah, we, we were talking about it, we could neither one of us could remember the name of it. Super yeah, uh, yeah, they do that. Um, there's a show on. Uh, uh, there's a show on uh, Netflix, uh, the Chef Show, which is um, uh, Jean Favreau and um, uh, the the sh- uh, he basically is going around like he did the movie Chef, right? And he learned he like he actually trained like with a a like an actual chef and huh. like he and that chef go around to like different restaurants and like try to cook, like make the food there. Oh, and cool. like they, you know, the kind of, inter- but the, the opening segment, um, stupid buddy studios does, oh, does cool. the opening segment for cool. that. Um, so like, and I've seen them pop up in other things hmm. too. Like it's not just stop motion. That's like they do, they do have some, for. right. They do have some traditional animation and they do have some, um, some other stuff that they do, but yeah, it's, it's a big adventure for them now. But hey, anyway, yeah. <laughs> So, um, you know, they, but Adult Swim has spawned some other, like, really amazing shows, and something that's more nowadays is Rick and Morty. Yeah. Like, everybody like Rick and Morty, knows Rick and Morty. Rick and Morty isn't all, is, is in Adult Swim original mm-hmm. programming. Yep. Like, that, that originated on Adult Swim. Yep. Um, you know, they resurrected things like, uh, you know, the family guy in Futurama, you know, right. they, they took over um, Final Space from TBS. Do you remember that show? Yep, yep. It's animated in the style of Rick and Morty, but yep. it originally aired on TBS, and I believe it was a Conan O'Brien show. I think Conan I, produced it. I want to say you're right, because that, that sounds right. Yeah, let's see. <laughs> well, we don't have to wait, but anyway. I, I'm pretty sure he produced... Uh, I'm pretty sure he was a producer on it. Um, yeah. Anyway, but yeah. So, um, 
you know, there's that. Uh, do you remember Squidbillies? Yeah. See, that was a show that, like, I didn't think I would enjoy as much as I did. But, my God, was it a, it was a good show. Yes. Yes, it was. It was such a stupid show, too. But it was so good. I think so that's why good. I enjoyed it so much, because it was just so dumb. Right. Um, and then there's also, you know, other shows that they had, like, uh, Lucy, the daughter of the devil, mm-hmm. which is a CG animated show, which was hilarious. See, I, I don't think uh, I actually watched that one. Oh, uh, that was a good one. Um, the boondocks. I, okay. So those of you that are familiar with the boondocks, it was, it was originally a comic. Yep. Very Aaron much, Magruder. very much about black culture. But I mean, told in a in a funny way. So mm-hmm. I remember I'm in college, and as I, t- I said earlier, uh, our friend Kevin was my roommate. We also had a we had a another roommate, Malcolm, who, when he was going to move in, his parents walked in, and his dad looked like a much bigger Ving Rhames, if you remember who that is. So like I'm expecting, you know, this you know, just towering black man son is going to be just as big. And is going to be our roommate. And I'm like, wow, okay, you know, two white guys from the middle of corn country. I don't, you know, th- you know, we're like, oh man, you know, are we going to have any common ground? Or is this going to be one of those things of like, we just don't talk when we're in the room. So Malcolm walks up and he's just as tall, quite a bit more thin, had, you know, a big afro and walks up to us and says, uh, hi guys, my name's Malcolm and I'm going to be your roommate. Which <laughs> threw us off. But anyway, getting back to Boondocks. When that show was first getting advertised, Kevin and I were like, hey, that, that looks like it might be a fun show. So we watched it. And the first time that show came on, they dropped the N-word a lot in that show. Yep. So we're sitting there watching it. All three of us are like, and we ended up getting along well with Malcolm. I mean, he, he was he was just as much of a nerd as Kevin and I were. A great guy. Like, I haven't talked to him since college. But he's a really, really great guy, a talented artist. But So we're watching Boondocks, all three of us. And they start dropping the N-bomb. And Kevin and I immediately both freeze up and just, like, don't even move our bodies. We just move our eyes and look over at Malcolm, who's still watching the TV. And he's sitting there with this very stoic look on his face. And then he starts laughing and goes, the show is pretty funny. I get it. I get it. And we're like, okay, so Kevin and I give each other that look of, is it okay for us to laugh? Malcolm's laughing. So we start laughing, and then he kind of looks over and says, yeah, this is great. Thank you guys for turning this on. Okay, we're in the clear. We can watch Boondock with our black roommate. Okay, we're good. But no, like Boondock's like it's it's such a unique show. I mean, it's very much another one of those, maybe not always in tone, but in like animation style, another American anime style kind of thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, like it, their, their fight scenes it, were it, very anime inspired. I mean, just like well, the, yeah, the I mean, it was, it was very like the fight st- scenes were very over the top. Like yep. it definitely had some eclectic humor, uh, but it, it did tackle some pretty serious issues mm. occasionally, uh, and it treated I mean, them with 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 real gravitas. Yeah, I mean, like, they, um, they but they it also layered like, humor. Yeah, I mean, they really did. I mean, and they cover things like like racial inequality. Um, you know, uh, like the like, trial of R. Kelly, right? The, like... tri- the trial of R. Kelly. I mean, they covered like how life for people in an inner city is completely different from life from people out in like the, the rural areas or suburbs or whatever have you. Um, appropriation of black culture. I mean, they, they covered a lot of these things that like in today's day are like hot topic buttons. But this was the better part of it. You know, over a decade ago, Boondocks was talking about this stuff. 
I mean, it's something that, like, it, it, it in a humorous way, put a lot of these things in the forefront of the people that were watching its minds, which, I mean, kudos to that the show, all of its creators, all of the talent that went into that for talking about this stuff. Because, I mean, I don't, want us to, yeah. I don't want us to get political here, but, I mean, it's stuff that a lot of people still don't really even acknowledge these things are things that happen, you know? Yeah, and there's, uh, I think there's been a confirmed rumor that HBO is going to resurrect the show. They are bringing, they are going to bring back Boondocks. Yes, um, and I it, will, it will be. I believe, it. I believe it will be available on HBO Max. Good, I, I will absolutely gonna, watch but, that. Yeah, um, I don't know. They, they obviously can't bring back all of the original cast. Right. Like the, the, the guy who played Granddad has since passed away, oh. and, and unfortunately, I can't remember his name. Um, That's a shame. But, um, the you know the the many people don't know this the the person that played the two main boy characters um, Huey and and Riley was actually a woman really uh, Regina King yeah Regina King huh. who won an Oscar about three years ago for a movie performance so really? yes Regina King the huh. voice actress for these two inner city turned suburb kids. Who oh. are very opinionated and potentially militant? Right. Um, oh my god! Won an Oscar. That's so, really cool, actually. Like, okay, yeah. Like, who was who your favorite character on Moondocks? I think Riley was the most relatable, or right. not Riley. I'm sorry, Huey. Huey was the most relatable. Mm. Riley was just over the top. Right. Like they were Granddad... opposite ends of that of the spectrum of, of that kind of lifestyle. Right. Granddad was really spent too much of his time trying to be like accepted right well like he he it seems like especially in his later years he lived most of his life trying to be a younger man than what he really was oh yeah absolutely like i can't i still can't hear the song uh gold digger by kanye west without picturing the 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 hooker episode right oh my god yeah so like i cannot like slick back Right, <laughs> Cat Williams. You know, Cat Williams. Cat right there. Williams. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> Uncle Ruckus is probably the most fun character. Yes. Like, just the most over the top. I, I, I actually like Tom. Oh yeah. Like, the, the relatable I, I like everyman. The relatable everyman, but just gets the shit whooped out of him all Dude, the time. Yeah. I mean, not not only uh, physically, but also like. On an emotional, mental, cultural level, he just gets the shit beat out of him all the time. Yes, yes. But uh, yeah, Boondocks uh, so, is a really good show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I think if I have to go with favorite character, mm-hmm. probably gonna be Gin Rummy. <laughs> all right, Gin Rummy. Because because it is Samuel Jackson. Voicing his character from Reservoir, or yep. some, from uh, Pulp Fiction. Yep. Except he's white. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It is literally like it is literally his character from from Pulp Fiction. Except he's white. He's a white guy. So, yeah. And, and it is also voiced by Sam Jackson. So yep. It's just who's amazing. You know, who's more. amazing as well. Yes. Yes. Um, I, I had almost forgotten about that until you said Jin Rummy. I'm like, oh, Sam Jackson. Yes, yes, exactly. But, I mean, they had a fantastic voice cast, though. Like, obviously, you know, Cedric Yarbrough was in it. Um, Aaron Magruder, who plays the voice of Tom. Yep. Um, you know, the creator plays the voice of Tom. Uh, you know, they had um, Ed Asner as, oh. uh, you know, the the uh, 
you know, white businessman that, you know, is very much trying to like appropriate everything, you know, the everything, you know, they had several rappers that were on there, yep. like famous rappers that, you know, voiced characters on there. Um, Did, maybe I'm thinking of something else, but didn't Eminem do a voice on there? I'm, I might be thinking of something else that he did. Yeah, maybe something else. Because yeah. I'm not 100% on that one. Yeah, um, I, I think I am thinking of something else. I just don't know what. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, John Witherspoon was the voice oh. of Granddad, who has, who has yeah. since, since passed away, unfortunately. Um, anyway, so, but, uh, you know, Adult Swim's had a ton of original programming. Yeah. Like, there's other shows that we haven't covered. Um, do you remember Frisky Dingo? Yes, which is kind of a, it is, a it, prelude to Archer almost. Yes, it was it was from uh, Adam Reed, who is the creator of uh, of Archer. He also created that, and he does voices. You know, he Adam Reed voices um, uh, Xander Cruz in Frisky Dingo, and he also voices Ray in uh, Archer. Ray. Oh yeah, yeah. That's I mean, Adam. That's yeah. Adam Reed. Um. Yeah. So, uh, and also, little known, little known factoid for you: the character okay. of Krieger, mm-hmm. um, I'm sorry, the character of Ray is modeled, I believe, modeled after the guy who plays the voice of Krieger. Really? Yes. Like physically, or like just yes. the character in general? Okay. No, physically. Okay. Like huh. he's, he's physically modeled after the character after the guy who plays plays Krieger. Huh. I believe so. Well, it's either that, you know, one. Uh, it's either one yeah. way or the other. Yeah. Well, so anyway. Cool. Um, yeah. Frisky Dingo was a great show. Yeah. Like that one ran a couple of seasons, yeah. like really weird, like fun humor. Right. Um, the Drinky Crow show, which oh. basically followed a, a depressed crow who was trying to commit suicide every episode. <laughs> which I mean, like, like I, I don't think anything like that would fly today. Probably not. Yeah, no. but yeah, I, I, I forgot that one. I mean, Adult Swim's uh, had a lot of shows. No, they really, yeah, they really have. Uh, Mike Tyson Mysteries, <laughs> which I, that that one's. St- uh, I don't know if they're getting new episodes, but it's still on Adult Swim. Like I will, like sometimes uh, I'll turn the TV on sometimes and fall asleep because I'm old. Um, but like it never fails that I always wake up when Mike Tyson Mysteries is on. <laughs> I don't know if it's just that time slot that I just happen to wake up for, but uh, right. <laughs> yeah, a... for those of you who don't know, Mike Tyson Mysteries is modeled <laughs> after the old Scooby Doo cartoons, yep. like the same animation style and everything. But it actually stars Mike Tyson as the main character. Yeah, like he like voices he's the main the character. Voice. Yeah, he, it's, he's it's doing the main him. voice. Right of him, and then there's his adopted Asian daughter, <laughs> their gay live-in ghost butler. Yep. And then Norm Macdonald as the pigeon, uh, as the talking, the, he's basically an asshole that got turned into yeah. a pigeon that lives with them. And yep. like, he's just a, he's just a drunk and a dick. Um, but it's Norm Macdonald playing this pigeon. Yep. And he's, they just call him pigeon. Like, yep. even though he has a name, like <laughs> it's revealed that he actually has a name, but they just call him pigeon. Yep. Cause he's a pigeon. So, correct. <laughs> um, yeah. So is that one. Uh, let's see what else was on the list. Uh, Mr. Pickles, which is another weird, weird. Yes. It is like, you know, that one's, that one's out there. It's out there, but I also find it entertaining. Like, like I, I, that's one that I couldn't get into that much just cause it was so bizarre. And I think when it first came on, I guess 
I watched a couple episodes and just couldn't get into it. I mean, it's it's definitely not a show for everybody, but or for kids, um, <laughs> right? Or kids. Well, yeah. pretty much anything in adults. Exactly. Not for kids. Um, so as we kind of start to round out, you know, towards the end of the show, there, there's a couple of things that I, I did want to also talk about as well. Yep. Um, so we talk about Adult Swim saving shows and whatnot. Yep. We what? can't forget probably the greatest in my mind, in my opinion, Samurai Jack. Yeah, Samurai Jack. Adult yeah. Swim brought back Samurai Jack for a final season, which was very adult focused. Like it yes. was, well, it I, was not, it was not your granddad Samurai Jack. Well, I think, like, I think was, a lot of it, they, they realized that the people that watched that show when it was new are our age now. So they could right. get away with doing that without losing their target audience because we are their target audience. We were the ones that grew right. up watching that show. Right. And, you know, Samurai Jack is an amazing show. Yes. Gendy Tartakovsky, oh, yes. you know, creator of Dexter's Lab. He's the director for all of the uh, Hotel Transylvania films. Oh, um, I forgot he directed those. My kids were actually watching that uh, yesterday. Yeah. Um, but, you know, did, Sam, you know, Samurai Jack, probably one of the great, uh, also Primal. If you've not seen Gendy mm. Tartakovsky's Primal, Watch check it, it out. Yes. It is amazing. Mm-hmm. amazing show um but you know brought back samurai jack to give us a final season like give us that closure because it was canceled before we ever got it a conclusion to the series yep so this gives us a conclusion um and there's actually a video game that adult swim games produced uh that kind of follows jack through this the last season and actually gives an extra ending really? to this this the show and gendy tartakovsky has said that this is canon. Like Ooh. the, the ending is canon because anyway, go play it, go check it out. But yeah, Samurai Jack, great show. Phil Lamar's Samurai Jack. I saw an interview with him. I actually think I might've saw it live cause he was at PopCon a few years ago. Um, you and may, they, you you may know, have actually, but it, they, you know, they asked him like, you know, all time favorite character, Jack, Samurai Jack Real, is his all time favorite awesome. character to play. And then they talked about the revival series, and you know he had already recorded for the revival. Yep. And you know he was just like, I was so happy when they brought that back. Like oh, I would have done it for free, but they had already <laughs> offered they had already offered me a paycheck, so I, I went ahead and took it. But he's like, he's like, yeah, they could have like they could have they they could have just like asked me, and I always said that done. Like no, <laughs> that's awesome. absolutely like Jack is his is all time favorite character. That's awesome. Um. So there's that, and then they've also now added Toonami to Adult Swim, which right. I believe is only Saturday nights. Right. I believe. Friday or Saturday nights. Maybe it's both. I can't quite one remember. Of, one of them. Right. But, you know, Toonami's back do airing more adult anime. Right. Uh, you know, Fooly Cooly, which you enjoyed. I See, okay. Hate. I, I love the original Fooly Cooly. When they brought out the, the, like, the new like, spin-off continuation seasons, I just... There was something something that was missing the that magic that made me love the original series Weed? which wasn't there no no um, <laughs> but there's just something that was missing and like if you ask me well what was missing I, not a clue but like it just it wasn't the same to me yeah but so i mean the adult swims there now so they're you know they're airing anime and they they got a really good lineup like they play a lot of the really good like you know more uh 
you know, current shows, like they aired Bleach for years, uh, Agame Ka, uh, Akame Ga Kill, Assassination Classroom, Bebop, obviously. Right. Um, Can't go without Bebop. Right. Demon Slayer, Dr. Stone, Dragon Ball, like all the uh, Full Metal Alchemist. Like yeah. that was where I first watched Full Metal Alchemist was Which on is an amazing adult... series. Right. Also, Brotherhood is better. Brotherhood is opinion. better. Brotherhood is better. Brotherhood is better. Um, fight, fight me. me. <laughs> <laughs> uh they even uh, they even aired helsing ultimate for a period of time did they yeah they did uh according to this anyway um they they aired helsing ultimate for a bit uh you know one punch man outlaw star uh samurai seven uh samurai shampoo shampoo uh, really good shampoo was really good it was by the creator of bebop yeah yep that's one by of the, the creator of bebop. That, like i know we're kind of diverging here a little bit but i Samurai Champloo was, I think, one of those that was an underappreciated series. But mm-hmm. I, I think no, it's fantastic. I would agree. Um, not many people know this, but Adult Swim also aired uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars for a while. Yeah, yeah they did, didn't they? Uh-huh. And people also don't, real, don't know this, but the original Clone Wars was actually... Sorry, there was a bug flying around and I just managed to smash <laughs> I just, it. I just see you randomly clap on screen. I'm like, what the hell is he doing? He's clapping them cheeks. But yeah, right. Uh, sorry, there were sorry, folks, for you not watching the the YouTube channel. There was a gnat that's been flying around this entire recording session, and I just managed to finally get him. Um, but the original Star Wars: The Clone Wars, the, the animated one, not the CG. The one. animated okay. one, the animated one, not the CG one, was actually Gendy Tartakovsky again. Yep. Uh, and they were like five minute vignettes and they were, I think maybe 13 episodes or something like that, right. like 13, five minute episodes. But it's also considered one of the greatest renditions of Star Wars that has ever existed. Like it was just amazing. Right. It was really, you good. know, it was really good. And it actually, it actually explained why Grievous has his, his raspy cough because in the very last episode, as Grievous is trying to escape, Mace Windu force crushes his lungs. Yep. But that's and no that's why he canon. has the rasp. They're still waffling about that, though. Like, are, are they going heard... back and forth on it again? Because last I yeah, heard, because they, I... they are. But Dave Filoni uh, himself is apparently fighting to fighting to 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 get Disney to acknowledge that it's canon. Well, they should because, like, to my knowledge, at least what I remember of it, there's nothing in it that contradicts any other established Clone Wars canon. Other than the fact that you didn't actually see any of that stuff in the movies or the CG Clone Wars. But there's nothing in it that I remember that would contradict either of those two. Correct. The only thing that you could potentially argue is that Dirge does not make an appearance again after that show. Dirge was a a bounty hunter in that show. He looked like a big beefy robot with a lance. Right. Um, But that's, that's really it. Like I mean, you could you there. could easily explain that off of well, somebody paid him. A, uh, you know, there was a higher bounty that he took for something elsewhere. He's a bounty or hunter. He could have been killed in between, right? Because you know, it's not it's not like the Clone Wars CG show picked up right where, you know, it wasn't like it was the day after or anything. Right? Like exactly. That, but, yeah. Um. So yeah, the 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 last thing then is we talked we kind of hinted at it earlier. Yep. You know, but is, we, is, this we wanna... the, is this the whole reason that we uh, did an Adult Swim special? Yes, it is. Yep. Adult Swim is finally giving us an end cap or a continuation or, you know, a closure on 
several of our absolute all-time favorite shows. Yep. Uh, and what we are talking about is Aqua Teen Hunger Force, yep. Metalocalypse, mm-hmm. and the Venture Brothers are all getting feature animated movies. Yep. Which, for Aqua Teen, this is technically their, their second. They their have, second movie, yep. yep. They did have a theatrically released movie. Which I, it I did actually, come out in theaters. Kevin and I actually went and saw that in theaters. Right. And you know, it was... It was I don't want to say I was underwhelmed, because I got exactly what I was looking for out of it, which was a movie-length Aqua Teen Hunger Force movie. Yep. But I wasn't, I wasn't blown away by it. But I got what I wanted out of it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but they also they brought back Dr. Weird. Um. Right. Uh, you know, we talked about this earlier as well, though. You know, like, uh, uh, Venture Brothers is, is ending. Yep. But they're at least giving them a movie as mm-hmm. a send-off yep. uh, ending. Um, as opposed to some other shows would just get the axe and then yeah. they're done. Like yep. you never get a closure. But then the 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 uh, so Venture Brothers is getting one. But then what really is the most exciting of the three to me is Metalocalypse because because yes. that means a new season, album. <laughs> it does mean a new album. But the fourth season of Metalocalypse doesn't give you any closure. Yeah. Like it just ends. Yeah. Like there there is a whole huge subplot to that show, or you know, subplot a sub story arch to that show that you never get any closure yeah. on and you're like Arr! Arr! um which is i'm i'm hoping that they're able to actually like finalize and finish that show that, that that'd be nice if the movie does that for sure for sure yeah because that show is amazing and it also has mark hamill in it as well so who do they awkward play? silence Awkward silence because Tim is not sure, trying to remember who Mark Hamill plays. Mark yeah. Hamill plays the voice of the uh, main, uh, the head of the Illuminati, like the oh! dude with the long hair. Oh, he does yeah. him. He does him, and he does the dude that is always like standing at the vid screen at the the beginning of like the uh, like their meetings, like you know, it, oh, it like provides God, like I, the yeah 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 yeah. He does he does both of those voices. I had forgotten about that. Man, that that'd be really cool if they managed to get him back for that. Because I mean, that's that's a pretty big name. I think he would do it. Like, I, mean, I feel like Mark Hamill is, if anything, if nothing else, he is a huge supporter of his fans. Right. And I I think that it, he would reprise that those roles on that show for the movie. Right. Um. Just because, like, he just enjoys doing this stuff right. for he, his he, fans. He really like, does love his work. Like, <clears throat> how many times has he reprised the Joker? Uh, the answer like, is yes. Yes. <laughs> like, like, and you know, he, you know, he claims like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go ahead and retire that character. And then, like, two years later, he comes out at like yeah. another, the Joker's in something else, and it's Mark Hamill. Like, how many times? Yeah, like, exactly. He, he's retired from being Joker more times than Michael Jordan retired from basketball. For those of you old enough to remember that, um, right? <laughs> but he still keeps coming back. He still keeps, and you know what? We love him for it. Yeah, and, and you know, the Joker's had many voice actors over the years, mm-hmm. and. Mark probably holds a special place in our hearts, hearts because we grew up with him right. as the Joker. Yep. You know, if if you're also like me, like you didn't realize he was the Joker until like many years later, and you're like, "Oh shit, that's Luke Skywalker!" Right? Exactly. That's it's like that's Luke Skywalker. Ermagerd. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, yeah, Adult Swim's 
giving us some closure on these movies, you know, with these movies, right. it's, I'm really looking forward to them. I'm, I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful that HBO picks up Boondocks and brings that, them back again. That would again. be really cool if they did. Um, now, yeah. Do you, do you think and, that one would be a continuation or would it be an entire, like, reboot? I don't know. I think it kind of, I'm not sure. I yeah. think I've heard that it's going to be a continuation, oh, but cool. I, I think I think they're still in planning. Like, gotcha. they're in pre-production discussions gotcha. at this point, so... Um, yeah, I'm just not a hundred percent sure there. So, but, um, I think we're probably right around a time, if not over our usually allotted hour and a half. They're actually short. Oh, really? So, Hey, you you know what you folks, our gift to you folks today is you get to have some free time before you inevitably listen to our next episode. Exactly. Please listen to our next episode, folks. <laughs> and it's, like, going off of that, like what we do, like Ian and I have been looking over the analytics a lot lately, and we genuinely thank you to anyone that's, that's taken the time to listen to us. Um, we we don't we don't do this for money. We don't do this for any kind of fame or notoriety. This like Ian and I, for those of you that are longtime listeners, know that. Thank you for the uh, beautiful birds there, Ian. It's very cinematic. Thank you. Um, Awkward sea turtle. See, I was gonna say one of those weird jellyfish, but anyway, no. Um, we're just we're we've known each other forever. We're two friends, you know. We we do this. One, it gives us an excuse to to talk every week. I mean, we text each other pretty much every day, but it gives us an right. excuse to you know get on camera, talk, see each other face to face. I mean, we live several hours apart now. This is something that we, we've done just for fun. Just you know, we didn't expect. And anything. I don't see that changing. Yeah. Oh yeah, we're gonna be doing this for a while. Um. But, I mean, we didn't expect to have, like, so many people actually listening to our episodes. So, I mean, genuinely, like, thank you to, even if you've only listened to one episode, even if this is the only episode you ever listened to, thank you. I mean, seriously, for for tuning in, listening to two, you know, middle-aged dads talk about stuff that you might be too old to even know about. Um, or, or too young. Or, yeah, to, or, yeah too, too old to remember or too young to know about. Um, or, you know, maybe you're like us. Maybe you're, you know, you're middle-aged nerd. You just, you know want to, you know, share some thoughts and listen, you know, we genuinely appreciate it. And we, we hope that you keep tuning into us for sure. Yes. Uh, and to echo Tim, uh, I won't belabor the point, but you know, a heartfelt thank you from, from both of us. Uh, our, you know, our animators, our producers, our, our sound editors, uh, all of the people that don't exist. That's, that, that, uh, that, that's it, me. That's it, it's, us. it's, I was going to say, <laughs> It's us. It's, so, yeah, you know, you're we're looking we're, at the entire crew right here. <laughs> right. We're, you know, shaking, shaking hands with each other. Uh, <laughs> there we go. Well, um, <laughs> so, yeah, you know, a heartfelt thank you from us. But uh, I, I think on that, we'll go ahead and end for the night. Yep. Uh, you know, again, a big thank you. Um, catch us, uh, you know, catch us on our normal channels, anchor.fm, our hosting platform, Spotify, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Uh, your favorite podcasting platforms. You can check us out at uh, Twitter at uh, Non Sequitur Nerd. Uh, check check us out on Twitch. We do occasionally stream. Occasionally, um, occasionally uh, you check us out on Facebook. We have a Facebook page. Yep. Um, and our website uh, Nerd. We probably Non Sequitur Nerd. Sorry, we probably need we probably need to update that. And YouTube, uh, yep. where you can watch the live video of us talking and being <laughs> awkward. Yep. Uh, so if Listening to our voices doesn't destroy you enough, then you can go and see our Check faces. Check out these and beautiful just, faces. 
right it, it kind of wind up looking like the the uh the, the german at the end of uh raiders of the lost ark I mean, especially when it's hot especially when it's too hot out or if my somebody opens my curtains and i see sunlight um right exactly <laughs> uh so yeah check us out on those different platforms uh we appreciate the listens the likes the uh the contributions we don't get paid for this we just do it for fun yep <laughs> Uh, so on that terrible disappointment, uh, I think we're going to go ahead and call it for the night. Uh, yeah. So, uh, we'll, we'll see you later guys. Yep. We'll catch you soon. Good night, everybody. Hey Ian, (laughs) say good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. I I I think we messed up that joke. Bye. Bye.